2: The Round Ball Rock Podcast Starring Dave Schilling Wayne Seldon Jr. Isaiah Kanan Kobe Simmons Joey Devine Rex Walters Chad Buchanan Jose Calderon Sean Keen, J.J. Reddick, Langston Galloway, Drew Holiday, musical guest Echo and the Bunnymen, and now the host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine
1: hey everybody it's joey divine your temporary host once again we are recording at midnight and dave goes to bed at like 10 p.m but it was an emergency too many things happened i was worried the podcast was getting outdated so dave is sleeping but sean is awake sean how are I'm you good doing?
2: i can't sleep i'm just so excited about all these deals
1: Seriously, so many deals. Like I can't even believe the amount of deals that have gone on. It is like um the art of the deal, if you will. <laughs> yes, yeah, this
2: is this is it's almost trumpian, you know what I'm saying?
1: I do know what you're saying. Uh there's and, been and, so much. Stuff uh, I got to say there have also been there's been tons of deals and also tons of terrible so it has been very Trump-y. Yeah, that's
2: right. It just these guys are just making <laughs> deals. Uh they're making half of the NBA great again. <laughs>
1: yeah. It's yeah. like Magnaball. Uh, the western half. Yeah. <laughs> uh it's like make the half of the NBA that's been great. Even greater again. Yeah,
2: that's really the message. Um, <laughs> uh yeah. The Eastern Conference is uh maybe not participating particularly in this round of free agency. Uh with
1: one, accept- yeah, one exception
2: th- I would say.
1: Yes. The, the Philadelphia 76ers have gone from not participating in the NBA to maybe being a top-five seed in their conference. <laughs> and, it, and part of it is,
2: like, it really does feel like a, a big qualification to making the NBA playoffs in the East is just simply trying, just making any effort at all. And you're probably in the top eight if you're not actively trading yeah. away all stars for very poor returns. Like that's all
1: you need to tread water. <laughs> um. Yeah. Let's walk through as much as we can that's happened in the last yeah. two days. So we're only um, we're we're, we're a f- right.
2: That's what we're we officially do. only 24 hours into. Uh, the new league year. But uh, teams this year were not really even pretending to wait until midnight to announce the deals they made. I'm going to say some of these deals were maybe made two or three weeks ago. <laughs> One yes. in particular, I think, seemed very <laughs> locked in. But uh, we should we should um, start with the biggest move.
1: Yeah, uh, let's see. The biggest move of the new year is, of course, the Cleveland Cavaliers signed Jose oh, Calderon. Oh, damn. I mean, he they signed a former Warrior. He was on the Golden State Warriors this year. He knows all their yes, plays. He was He's really going to help them, I think.
2: He was on the Warriors for uh, about the amount of time that Andrew Bogut was on the court for Cleveland last year. And yes. for whatever reason, both of these teams <laughs> seem really intent on signing each other's old players, at least one, every year.
1: <laughs> um, I'm, Most importantly, it's Dan Gilbert's first big move as being in charge of our basketball and in Cleveland. And he's batting
2: 1,000. So, oh, man.
1: Um, yeah. Man, I don't know how... The Warriors are gonna be able to deal with Jose Calderon next year.
2: He's only he's only thirty-five, so he's kind of a little young for the Cavs bench, but you know it works. Play him and Kyle Corver together, <laughs> that's something.
1: I think if Kyle Corver and Jose Calderon were in the big three, uh they would have the worst defense in the big three, probably. Um
2: I think that's right. Speaking of the big three GM candidate, Chauncey Billups has return will be returning to his big three team tomorrow. Uh, I don't, I don't know if that's a good sign for their chances of signing him, uh, to be their new president of basketball operations.
1: I think that probably means Chauncey Billups is not taking that job. I,
2: I agree. Uh, Steven Jackson is his big three teammate, but has been openly lobbying on television for him to not take that job. And it doesn't even seem like he Yeah it's like I'm gonna miss you on the jump. It's like what are you doing, man? Don't go there. <laughs>
1: that <laughs> <laughs> It's like I'm worried about your well being like, there's
2: gonna be some job openings next year in some front offices, I think. Chauncey's Chauncey's gonna have some options.
1: Well, next year, I mean, did you you saw that report? I I mean, frankly, to me, it's amazing that the Cavs were able to lure such a quality, considering that LeBron James has refused to help them get free agents this year.
2: Has he? Has he said he's not going to recruit?
1: He's not recruiting. Uh, so I don't know how they got Jose. Um, but wow, just a just a coup for Dan Gilbert. <laughs> Should we stop being sarcastic and start getting real? Let's start getting Sean? real.
2: Let's talk about the real big moves.
1: Yeah, uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder somehow traded for Paul George. What do you think they gave up, Sean? Do you think they gave up like Stephen Adams?
2: You know, one of their
1: or like picks. Definitely some, some picks definitely, they have. I know.
2: I know that the. The, the Pacers were holding out for a lottery pick before the draft. So they I'm gonna say they at
1: least received a lottery pick. Uh they did not. I mean unless you count Donatus uh, Sabonis as a lottery pick. I mean I guess he is technically he's a big man, he's a big man who shot under forty percent from the field so, last they, year, got, by the so way. they
2: got so they got uh and they just drafted TJ Leaf. So, those guys are going to be battling for minutes. Uh, and then they got Victor Oladipo? Oh, yeah. So, this is basically the same package they received for Sergi Baca. A one-year rental of Sergi Baca.
0: Yes. And yes.
2: that's worth the same as Paul George.
1: Apparently. That seems like
2: good trading from Sam Presti, I'm going to say. Uh, what it also tells me, though, is the Oklahoma City fans are going to be buying a ton of Paul George jerseys so they can light them on fire 365 <laughs> days from now, because uh, I don't think he's going to stay. That
1: Why not, Sean? <sighs> Why don't you think he's going to stay?
2: I mean, he...
1: <laughs> Oklahomans love basketball more than anything on Earth. They just,
2: they're they are really, really into it. Um, it just feels like, you know, I mean, it almost seems like they are taking a shot at recruiting him, but don't, aren't like that bothered by him leaving. Because, I mean, I'm sure it'll be a big deal if he leaves, but... Even if he leaves after a year, that's a good trade because they don't have to pay that Oladipo four year eighty four million dollar contract. Yes. Like that would have been a good uh, deal if Paul... they just had somebody else expiring instead of adding a guy who's like a perfect compliment to Russell Esbrook.
1: What's amazing about this deal is the Oklahoma City Thunder also saved money in it. <laughs> they saved four million. This is really incredible
2: because now they could seemingly just they could bring back Taj Gibson, and I mean this is a really good. If if Roberson comes back, this is a really good defensive team.
1: Uh, the rumor is though they're going to add Rudy Gay to That's their super team. Oh, I don't know if you've read that rumor. I saw but... that
2: Ennis Cantor had tweeted a picture of Rudy Gay's locker, which definitely infuriated the Turkish government, but I don't know of that. Uh, I mean...
1: I mean, the only thing the Turkish government hates more than gays is Enos <laughs> Cantor, so yes. <laughs>
0: um...
2: Uh... I'm not, I'm not totally um. sure how they can sign... I guess they have some cap space, um...
1: Well, they can get they can uh, let go of Taj Gibson's. Cap oh, hole, that'll right? do it. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. And then they'll probably bring back. I mean, they're probably going to bring back Roberson anyway. But I mean, that's that's well. And then they were good defensively last year, as long as Cantor wasn't
1: playing. And now, well, and that was going to be my other thing. Can't they pay the Suns to take his Cantor? Too? Yeah,
2: they could. But also, I wonder if they think. I mean it de- it depends yeah if they if they pay the Suns to take canter get rid of Cantor somehow they can bring back Todd Gibson but you know if they're playing like um I don't know they've got some they've got some dudes they've got like like Paul George is legitimately pretty great defensively um Roberson's really good Adams is really good you know that's a You could probably even, if you have that support, like kind of get by playing Ennis Cantor during the regular season. I mean, he can't play against the Warriors, but, you know, his contract's up at the end of the year. Russell Westbrook's contract's up at the end of the year. Might as well go for it. Because if if Russell Westbrook leaves, you're better off not even having Oladipo at that point. You just want to you know, zero it. If those guys leave, hopefully you can maybe sign and trade them instead of just letting them go. I mean, you know, even if they got something like... Right. That Chris Paul deal kind of shows that there's some options. They each have an opt-out. So, I don't know. It's it's interesting. I don't think that Paul George is going to stay there. If you're looking... If you're Russell Westbrook and you're worried about not having help... Like that's very impressive from your general manager.
1: Here's my worry mm-hmm. though um if I'm Sam yeah. Presty uh I feel like I maybe just brought in a guy to uh talk Russell Westbrook into going to Los <laughs> Angeles.
2: well, I mean
1: <laughs>
2: i mean that is that is the risk, but uh. <laughs> You know, they still have the Supermax, which he has no incentive to sign until next summer. But there's a lot of talk about Russell Westbrook going to L.A. because he's from L.A. But other than that, mm-hmm. there's not like – it's not like he seems unhappy where he is. So
1: – No.
2: And, he, and it's a lot of money. But
1: uh, – Here's my other yeah. question concerning Russell Westbrook and Paul yes. George. Uh, Remember how during the playoffs, Paul George got mad that he wasn't getting shots?
2: Yes, while a commercial was...
1: Isn't that... <laughs> Isn't pairing a guy with that attitude with Russell Westbrook a little bit of a question mark? Well,
2: yes and no. I mean, because he's just not good at it. Uh <laughs> <laughs> but I mean if you're if you're with Westbrook now he doesn't have to pretend to be that guy anymore. I mean he's a really he's a really good player. <laughs> you see? Yeah, oh I love Paul George. Uh,
1: I do think I will say I do think Paul George has gotten sort of overrated by being in the news so much. Like Paul George is really fucking good for sure, but uh, I don't know if he's like your number one guy. <laughs> Which for the Thunder that's great, yeah, like because you have a clear number one well, guy. He's is, is but, I think
2: is he the second best second best player on a team?
1: Uh no, that would be James oh, Harden. You're right,
2: you're right. Yes, yes, you're right. Sorry, (laughs) I forgot about that monster trade
1: from two days ago. (laughs) Uh, Also, clearly you're forgetting about Terry Rozier. Oh, oh, that's right. That's right. The untouchable Terry (laughs) Rozier. (laughs) Which I only said that because, A, I love to make fun of Danny Ainge, but that is an angle we need to talk about here. Um, Danny Ainge, can we stop with Danny (laughs) Ainge? Just like, (laughs) he could have easily beaten that Thunder offer for Paul George. Easily. He has all of the assets in the entire world, and he just got beat out for the guy he wanted. In fact, he got beat out for the two guys he wanted with a combination of Donatus uh, Sabonis... Um, Victor Oladipo, Chris Dunn, Laurie Markkanen, and uh, and a guy who just blew out his ACL, who's most famous for winning dunk contests. It sounded like the Indiana took that Thunder
2: offer to the Celtics, and the Celtics said they didn't want to do anything until they signed Gordon Hayward, and then Indiana made the trade.
1: Which. That doesn't make any sense because you have to sign. You are currently in a race with the Miami Heat mm-hmm. to sign Gordon Hayward. Danny Ainge's
2: arch enemy,
1: and Pat you know Riley. What, what, and you know what would be really helpful to signing Gordon Hayward? Saying, look, we have Isaiah Thomas and Paul George.
2: Yes, that, that would be helpful. You're also competing with his old team, and he's competing with his own son, who is actively who's running for Congress in Utah and actively <laughs> recruiting Gordon
1: Hayward to stay. Um, speaking of, one last thing, speaking of sons, yes, uh, it's pretty sad that Sabonis got traded only a few days after he shared that weird fan art that implied that Russell Westbrook was his dad. Yes, that's um, that was... <laughs> this trade really tore a family apart. That was a bummer. Um... <laughs> oh, yeah, so...
2: So, yeah, but who who do you think ultimately won the trade? The Thunder, the Pacers, or the Lakers? The Los Angeles Lakers. The Lakers, for sure. <laughs> they didn't have to give anything up. Paul George is maybe... 5% less likely to sign with them.
1: I mean, maybe. Paul George... Is going to Oklahoma City right now. Yeah. A place that is, that famously uh, haunted hotel that also has bedbugs in it. So, and that's the nicest hotel in town. Oh, it's the haunted one, yeah. That's not... Well, it also had bedbugs.
2: Kyrie Irving found bedbugs. Oh, God. I mean, Um. (laughs) you know, I would feel like he might be more tolerant of that if he hadn't gone to college at Fresno State. And I think at that point, it's like, I can't go to Fresno, Oklahoma, as well. You
1: know? <laughs> uh, alright. Alright, let's move on. We have already talked. We've got too many deals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Alright, Blake Griffin staying in L.A. Five years, 173.
2: Uh... So it's age twenty-eight to thirty-two, it feels like too much money and like too too many years. I mean it seems
1: like this is like a s this feels like a Steve Ballmer contract. The crazy part about this contract is so he's twenty-eight right now and yeah. it goes till he's thirty-two. Yeah. Which considering Blake Griffin's resume. Injuries aside, and age, you'd be like, that's a good contract. But then you consider what's happened the last couple of years, and it's like, man, I don't know. (laughs) Here's a list of the injuries he's had. Yeah. Uh, He's had a broken kneecap, a torn meniscus, a partially torn quad, a hamstring tear, a bone bruise and a sprained knee, and that's just in his left leg. (laughs) In his right leg, he had knee surgery last year. He also had a back stress fracture, a staph infection in his elbow, from not being bitten by another player. I'm sure that's from Wesley Johnson, not showering. Yeah. And a broken hand from punching his best friend.
2: Yes, and actually, sorry, I didn't list his toe surgery on his right leg.
1: Uh, oh yeah, and there's also the toe. Uh, what I will say is, on the plus side, is some of those seem like incredibly fluky injuries. Yes, and on the negative,
2: there's <laughs> a lot of injuries. Yeah, I mean, I do I like the idea that he's he's probably gonna he's a good shooter, he's a good passer. It's just the the idea of him like his most famous thing is like dunking on dudes. Dunking over a Kia, I don't know if Blake Griffin could dunk over a bike right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, like, could, how... he, could he dunk over a
1: well, huffy? What? No, oh, it's a huffy. I was gonna say. I think he could dunk over a huffy, but I don't think he could dunk over one of those old timey big wheel bikes. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's
2: accurate. I think that's right. <laughs>
1: But you know what? I'm happy for Blake. I'm excited. I'm actually excited to see a Chris Paul Blake again because I think the I think they really brought out the worst in each other. I think that's um, right.
2: I think that's right. And he's um, you know, he loves L. A. And um, I think it does. It does seem like from what I've been reading that the Clippers. Are worried about keeping momentum going because they want that new arena. So
1: sure, I have... never like when you sign, give a guy a ton of money to because you have a new arena. But no. it's just me.
2: That's bad news. <laughs> it's in fact bad. Yeah. All right.
1: Okay. Our next big transaction. Uh, Ricky Rubio, Captain Change of Face, uh, yeah, was traded to Utah for a first-round pick. Uh-huh. And then the Minnesota Timberwolves signed Jeff Teague. And Joe Engels also signed back in Utah for four years and $52 million. Um, so I think that's a good move for Utah,
2: because they really did try to bring George Hill back, because they they had all this cap space for last season, you know it was like 16 million dollars they tried to give it all to george hill and just renegotiate his contract and give him like 3 years and 80 million and he said no so maybe he just didn't like utah but anyway they had they that space expired on friday and they traded ricky rubio into it so minnesota essentially picked up a first round pick and then paid Jeff Teague like 5 million a year more than Rubio. I think Rubio has yeah, like 2 I, years and 29 left or
1: something. I and I'm conflicted about this trade mm-hmm. because I'm like a I'm a Jeff Teague defender, I would say. I really like Jeff Teague more mm-hmm. than most people, but I love Ricky Rubio. Yeah, man, he's great.
2: And he's, like, so fun in Minnesota.
1: Well, and also, I just kind of don't see... They're kind of the same. Jeff Teague and Ricky Rubio are kind of the same.
2: Yeah, I mean, Rubio's better on defense. And, you know, Teague's, like, a 35%, 36% three-point shooter. And he said... Yeah. He can... He's, like, a... Yeah, he can run a pick-and-roll. I mean, I get it, and they got a pick, but... I wonder if that pick is going to be used to make, like, Cole Aldrich or
1: Gorky Jang go away. I mean, I would guess that's it, because the, well, no, because the rumor was they were in on Millsap, but now the rumor is they're out on Millsap.
2: Oh, is that the rumor now?
1: Yeah. I mean, they would have to clear
2: a lot of space to do that.
1: As a Warrior fan, I'm glad they're not doing it. As a basketball fan, I'm bummed out. Yeah, that's that is too bad. And um uh, because like Towns, Millsap, Wiggins, Butler, Teague, that's like a real team that could challenge the Warriors. But Yeah.
2: I mean, it's basically like those guys together were part of like a 62 win team. Two years ago, right? Three years ago? Yeah,
1: but you add Jimmy Butler and Carl Anthony Towns. Instead like... of Al Horford and Kyle Korver. Yeah. And then Andrew
2: Wiggins instead of Damari Carroll. Like that... I mean, clearly, those. You know, Jeff Teague's also pretty good on a team where a bunch of other people are mostly going to be
1: shooting. So... Yes. I mean, I get, I get it. It just... And, it's, and also, the length of the deal, it's only three years, but the third year is an option. Like, like our friend, Zach Harper says, there's no such thing as a bad two year deal. So, yeah, Yeah. um, That's, that's a good point. Um, so what do you think about Utah?
2: So if you're like Gordon Hayward and you see that Utah, you know, trying to woo you back, I'm not going back to Utah. So they've, they've now added Donovan Mitchell, Tony Bradley, Ricky Rubio, and brought back Joe Inglis. Is that enough? Do you see that as like a team that's going to take the next step?
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> also, the thing I'm most worried about with Utah here uh-huh. is um, if you remember right, back in the day, uh, the Utah Jazz had Pistol Pete, and he was incredibly depressed in Utah and hated it there, <laughs> and left. And I would say Ricky Rubio, while not the scorer Pistol Pete is, uh has some Pistol Petey qualities. Well, and it it seems like Utah enjoys playing extremely
2: slow. And that also yeah. doesn't really seem like Ricky Rubio's game. Like I wish he was yeah. I wish he was in a better situation for his sake. Yeah. Because if especially if Hayward leaves, uh I'm not sure where the offense really comes from on that team. Uh Dante Exum? I don't uh, know. <laughs> I mean he um, and Exum are kind of a fun combo of like goofy foreign guys just living Rodney it up in Hood? Salt Lake City.
1: Rodney Hood's team.
2: Yeah, man. I'm 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 rooting against Utah. I think they're kind of a ugly organization, but uh yeah, I mean, I understand them doing this. It just feels like, weirdly, they got Ricky Rubio kind of for for very little. Like it's a good right. value it's on an getting an Ricky Oklahoma Rubio. Oklahoma City Thunder first round pick. But they they needed to get like, I just feel like they needed to get something better with their with all that
1: cap space and like, I don't know. It's just I mean, I would have plus side. Yeah, their defense is going to be tight as fuck.
2: Yeah, I just would have felt better just getting George Hill back. That seems like it would have been a, a better move to keep everything together. Even though I like Ricky Rubio, he's just—I don't think it's the best team for him.
1: I like Ricky Rubio more than I like George Hill, but not for the Utah Jazz. Yeah, exactly, exactly. George Hill is like—I mean,
2: he's—he's he's like the best possible version of a combo guard.
1: Where yeah,
2: he's a point guard, but he can kind of spot up, and he can guard ones and twos but you know i mean they were in a bad situation so i think gordon hayward should go to miami but anyway that's just me <laughs> like um, he'll be so much
1: happier there <laughs> all right let's just run through these real fast yeah the warriors roundup. Uh, mm-hmm. these are all kind of no-brainers steph curry became the highest paid athlete ever
2: i think so yeah i think
1: Five for 201. No trade clause, no player option. Love it. Please stay forever. Yeah. Um, Andre Iguodala, after some weird after weird media reports for the last two days, finally signed with the Warriors. Three for 48. Sean Livingston back. Three for 24. David West back for the vet minimum. And he's retiring after this season. Yeah. Um, I've kind of got nothing to say. Like...
2: Oh, Andre great they're, Andre, they're yeah, back Andre bluffed his way into some extra money which honestly just does not matter at all like the only way yeah. it matters is in luxury taxes and uh, the Livingston deal he only had two million guaranteed for 2019 so this is a great deal um they don't really have a lot of money left like they only have the 5.1 million exception but they also only need to add four guys like i mean they'll just they'll just i kind of think they'll just get a summer league d league guy to be like the last guard just like they did last year mm-hmm. and then you know some bigs they'll probably they'll probably resign two more centers you they'll know? resign zaza probably
1: yeah like uh they have his bird rights um oh that's right yeah that's right okay So, Uh, yeah. My guess is JaVale is not coming back, uh, but it doesn't matter because uh, they're, like, they have two young prospects at center that they kind of need to run now, too. Yeah. Um, You know, and my guess is they'll dump Looney at some point.
2: I think so, too, because he's got a guaranteed
1: contract and, you know. Uh, I mean, they're they, not going to pick his this option, so. And they can always just sign veterans. Yeah. they don't. You can always just sign a guy for the vet minimum, no matter these, what.
2: And all these, yeah, they've got a bunch of number 30 picks in the draft who just don't make that much,
1: but you can, yeah. Yeah. All, yeah. I mean, the rumor is the Suns are going to cut Barbosa. My guess is Barbosa might be back for the vet minimum, or like Vince Carter, a guy like that. Yeah, that'd be too. fun. Matt yeah. Barnes, maybe. Just pick the
2: most uh, fun. I mean I would guys. love
1: <laughs> Yeah. Um, alright. Milwaukee, Sean. They yes. re signed Tony Snell for four years, forty four million dollars.
2: It's like it this is like I I don't even know how to feel about this one because I kinda thought Tony Snell sucked and then he didn't suck last year. <laughs> and he's <laughs> he's like he's such a buck. He's tall for his position. Um like shoots threes pretty decently. Um yeah, I mean he's he's like he's destined to be in Milwaukee because he's a two guard who's 6 foot 7 and so they're just going to play him with Middleton and he'll like he started all year last year and then he'll start until Jabari Parker's back and like it seems like this is the exact amount of money he should be paid. Like it maybe seems they a over... little high. But it's me, but... but it still feels like like I I kinda wish it was a three year deal. That would be my, my wish. Mm-hmm. Just seems like the, the Bucks have like seven guys on this exact same contract. Like isn't yeah. this isn't this like feels like this is exactly what John Henson and Greg Monroe make.
1: <laughs> Yeah, but also it feels like this is the DeMar DeRozan contract that everyone made fun of, and now no one makes fun of. So Yeah,
2: I mean, like um, it,
1: it's also possible that there are certain
2: guys... I don't think Jason Kidd is an awesome coach, but there are certain guys that Jason Kidd gets a tremendous amount out of, and Tony Snell just seemed like he was... I mean, they got him for Michael Carter-Williams, which, and he has been released by the Bulls, so that... <laughs> That feels yeah.
1: yeah. I did see a rumor about people being interested in Michael Carter Williams earlier today, and I, I saw was like, "Yeah, too. right." I mean, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Uh. Oh, you know what? Back to the Ingles contract, though. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Real quick. Uh, that contract fucking sucks. That's terrible. That for is
2: fifty-two.
1: He's thirty. That's rough. If Hayward leaves. Good job, Joe Engel. Yeah, very happy uh, for him. Bad job, Utah Jazz GM, because you just signed Brian Cardinal. All right, Vaughn. Um, uh, yeah. You want to get excited about a team in the East real quick? Yeah. The Philadelphia 76ers, Sean, signed J.J. Redick and Amir Johnson, both to big money one-year deals. I love these moves. I also love it.
2: I love. I just love a one-year big money contract. Like, even when Chris Humphreys got one, I was kind of like, "Yeah, you know what? Like, this is it's a fun thing. It's like when you know what it. You know, it's kind of like like. I mean, JJ Reddick seems like a he's getting this movie, but this is this almost feels like when they let Taylor Lautner have his own action movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, why not? We got the money, <laughs> you know, it's
1: only one, you know, it's not like a long commitment, so I'm I'm good with it. Right. But, I think, I personally believe, Dion Waiters should sign nothing but one-year big money contracts for the rest of his career. Oh, God, that would be awesome. And he should sign one for every team. Every team should get to have Dion Waiters on their team for one year. God, that would be. That's the only thing that I'm a little bummed
2: about. Is I was kind of. I mean, he's not really a good fit there, but I just love the idea of him coming home to Philly. I know. Uh, I hope. Yeah. Um. Anyway, J.J. Redick, like he fits great. They need like they need exactly that. Just shooting.
1: Oh, yeah, he he's going to be awesome. Um, great signing. And Amir Johnson probably can't play that much anymore, but they have so many bigs, it doesn't matter. They just need adults in their locker room now. Right. And Amir Johnson, like,
2: uh, he was great for Colangelo in Toronto. Like, that was a... He He stole that guy from the Pistons. Yeah. Um, He had some moments with the Celtics. He's just... um. He's 30. This is... It's weird. He's hes gonna score six or seven points a game. He's never gonna miss really very many shots. He'll get some rebounds. He'll block some shots. He's like... It's a great... Uh, It, it means they don't have to play Okafor very much.
1: Well, you gotta think Okafor is, like, available for free now, too. I think so, because he makes a lot of money. Yeah. For a guy they don't really want to play. In um, fact the Celtics should just take Okafor and make this a sign in trade. Yeah, why not? I uh I felt like
2: like Reddick might have had this deal on the table in like May.
1: Oh one hundred percent.
2: Like they were maybe haggling over the exact figures, but I'm sure they were like, Look, dude, do you just want to make a ton of money for one year and play with this <laughs> super fun team? Like because he can he can get another contract or not like this is I don't know it's good and he was he was probably so ready to leave the Clippers
1: oh yeah I mean everybody knew he was leaving the Clippers <laughs> yeah uh
2: so good for him I think he
1: could be a great
2: positive influence on Sauce Castillo and uh, <laughs> uh, and they and I guess the the Sixers the story is they're probably going to give Robert Covington um, a ton of money right now and then use that to give him a descending contract for the next, oh, the like, Nick three or four years. Yeah, the Nick Collison. So they have, like... <laughs> I I was trying to do the math and figure out what they were probably going to do with it, and it's probably going to be something like... Because they can... They can I think they would give him something like fourteen million for this next upcoming season, and then mm-hmm. they can basically cut his contract by forty percent every year. I don't think they'll cut it that much, but it'll be something like, you know, like a four-year, uh, I don't know, forty-five million dollar deal or something like that. Mm-hmm. And that seems that seems like a good value. Like anyway, good job.
1: They're like the four seed now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they have to, Embiid's got to play still, but yeah. yes.
2: Uh, speaking of that, we do have a sponsor right now. Oh, um, let's hear it. Okay. Sock it to me. So this is the time of year when a lot of people decide to go on vacation, and this week our sponsor is a great vacation destination where you can kick back, take it easy, and go on a cruise directly into the playoffs. It's the Eastern Conference, where life is easy, and the four seed can be delivered directly to your doorstep. If you're sick of the hustle and bustle of the Pacific Division, or the constant pushing and shoving in the Southwest, or the rough, high-altitude dunks of the Northwest, the Eastern Conference is the place for you. Why, a man who's too old to play minutes against the Warriors in the playoffs can make an all-star team in the East. It's a slower, simpler way of life, free from all the switching you have to do on defense. If your knees are sore, or you're just sick of having to run out on shooters at the three-point line, come to the Southeast— Why, in Orlando, they don't care if you play defense at all. If you act now, there's plenty of teams ready to offer you giant financial incentives to move east, even if you only commit for a single year. You can see the beaches of Miami, the crowded bars full of racists in Boston, the cheese curd-smeared boulevards of Milwaukee, and the total shithole that is Indianapolis. Unfortunately, there's no longer a destination for old-fashioned players who want to run the triangle, but there's plenty of simplistic offenses in Chicago and Detroit where you can relax, cash checks, and somehow still come in third in the fan vote at an All-Star game. Who knows? You might even make the team if Kevin Love hurts himself filming a Banana Republic commercial. <laughs> the Eastern Conference. It's like the Big Three, but less athletic. Wow, thank oh, you. man. Thank you, Eastern Conference. Yeah.
1: Hey, uh, I mean, that's the only as... thing
2: they're spending money on, is it's the Sixers and <laughs> podcast ads.
1: You might be known as the leastern conference in some uh, people's eyes, but in my pocketbook's <laughs> eyes, you're known as the Western conference. <laughs> the bestern. All right, <laughs> All right uh, back to some moves here. <laughs> Houston signed P.J. Tucker for the full mid-level exception. Mm-hmm. And Chinese man Joe Chi. Yeah, he's uh, he's seven two. Uh, he was uh, the second round pick. He's gonna sell a lot of jerseys across the
2: sea. Yeah. Uh, PJ Tucker apparently was offered three years and thirty three million in Toronto, but I think I've read that the the tax differences actually make. It a, a a better financial deal in Houston.
1: Well, and also he'll get to play center in a crazy Mike D'Antoni offense. Um, oh, that's
2: totally true. Wow. Um. So the other rumor today was that they were gonna trade uh, expiring contracts for Iman Shumpert. Um. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know if that means they're still gonna do that, or I guess I just don't. Duramori is doing such crazy stuff that it's possible he could just make that Shumpert deal, and then they sign Millsap to the uh, mid-level. They actually sign him once they're over the cap. I think that's what they would do. You mean Tucker. Tucker, sorry. They sign Tucker when he's over the cap. I'm not sure why they want Shumpert, who has, like, three years
1: and 30 million left. Um... Well, didn't Chumpert have his one good year in New York under Mike D'Antoni? That's true, and he was pretty young, so...
2: Um, I mean, I I get how he fits on the team. He shoots... You know, he's like a 35-36% three-point shooter that probably
1: goes up in that crazy offense. Um, I mean, I think with if you're playing a team with James Harden, you just want as many guys who can guard James Harden's guy as possible. Oh,
2: yeah, that's a really good point. And, yeah, when the rest of the team is Eric Gordon and Ryan Anderson. Yeah, like, Tucker and Shumpert. Like, Shumpert's not that tall, but, yeah. You just want him to... You play him at the three, and then you hide Harden on the worst guy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love P.J. Tucker, um, so... Yeah, i got rules. I mean, I still don't... I'm not... That all that worried about the Rockets personally. I think it's a weird fit, and it's all guys who um, have a tendency to melt down. But um... <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of poor playoff performance that's been
2: acquired. <laughs> uh, yeah, they'll be they'll be a fun team though. Um, yeah, I mean, I think part of it is they'll probably win about the same amount of games as last year, but. Um, those guys are going to be a lot more rested, I think.
1: Yeah. Um. All right. Drew Holiday staying in New Orleans, five for one twenty-five.
2: I think that's about the max, and then he got some performance incentives too, so it yeah. could be
1: more. Uh, as a Drew Holiday fan, um, you've I'm been happy. you were in on the ground floor on Drew yeah. Holiday. By the way, I love Drew Holiday. Um, I am kind of bummed about this. I'm happy he got a ton of money. I'm happy he got to be loyal to a franchise that was nice to him when mm-hmm. his wife was sick. But uh, it feels like his career has been cursed ever since he went there. I was really hoping he was going somewhere else.
2: That is true. That is true. But I would say, you know, as as risky as it is, like, he's he's another guy that has had a lot of injuries, but it kind of feels like he had... One bad injury that he already had when he got traded to New Orleans. It took him two years to get back. And then, you know, last year he was fine. His wife just had a brain tumor. Yeah. So he's basically been healthy for a year and a half. And the reason I like this better than Blake is that he turned 27 three weeks ago. Right. And so I feel much better about that, like, age 31 year still being pretty decent.
1: Yeah, and, I mean, also his main attribute isn't his athleticism. That's true.
2: I don't know what's going to happen in New Orleans going forward, but, you know, his three-point shooting is pretty decent.
1: Yeah.
2: He does a lot of good things. I could... I don't know. I mean, I think they've got to be... They have no choice, but I think they have to feel... You know, kind of optimistic about having Boogie and Anthony Davis and Drew Holiday. Like, I mean, it's a weird yeah. team, but could be good. Yeah.
1: Anyway, yeah, <laughs> that's what you want to hear. When you get in, uh, guys, max contracts. Uh, yes. Weird team could be good. Yeah,
2: but I do think I do think any of those guys also like you're going to be able to trade this contract. If everything yeah, oh, falls definitely.
1: apart. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Patty Mills staying with the Spurs. Four for 50. Uh, whatever. Uh, the contract is fine. Um, Big day but for, George Hill's for Australian, fucked, right? Australian players. <laughs> George Hill is fucked now, His- right? Where is he going?
2: Uh, like, the Knicks? Oh. <laughs> i'm trying i'm trying to think like who who has money and wants george hill like the kings have so much money but you know kind of don't really I, I guess i could see him it would just be such a bummer man i guess the kings could give him a super front-loaded contract too and kind of
1: oh he's gonna be a
2: king definitely <laughs> I mean, he can kind of play alongside uh, De'Aaron Fox. Darren Fox. How do you say his name?
1: It's De'Aaron.
2: It's De'Aaron. Okay. Okay. Uh, But I'm not even sure. Like, it doesn't seem like he can go back to
1: Utah. And then... No. He can't go back to San Antonio. No, they can't. I guess he could go back to Indiana.
2: Yeah, it feels like this contract means the Spurs cannot sign him.
1: Yeah, it does seem that way.
2: I mean, they broke off... It it was kind of an either-or thing. He doesn't seem like he's a good fit in Denver because Gary Harris does all the things that George Hill does.
1: And so does Jamal Murray, except for de- def- offensively.
2: I mean, you just kind of want to play Jamal Murray at point guard.
1: I mean, if you can get somebody like Eric Bledsoe, no, but yes, for the most part, you want to play Jamal Murray at point guard, yeah, for sure.
2: Like, Eric Bledsoe's much, much younger than George Yeah.
1: Riff.
2: He's a good player. It's just the timing, and it just seemed like there were a lot more places for point guards to go, and now there aren't. I'm sure Dallas would be interested, but they don't really have any money. Um...
1: But no, Dallas wants to play Dennis Smith as much as possible.
2: Yeah, I just I feel like George Hill can play two guard a lot. No. I think they would have been excited to add like Drew Holiday, but I don't know if they're really Like George Hill doesn't really fit their timeline either.
1: No. I don't know. It's I'm gonna be I'm gonna be shocked to see where he ends up. I um, mean if I were,
2: if I were the Kings, I would try to get him on one year deal. Big one year deal or even like pretty big one-year deal that, sorry, two-year deal where he gets like, where you drop his salary like 40% the next year. But geez, man, he turned down like 3-80 and 80 with the Jazz. And uh I don't know. He probably regrets that. Except maybe he hated Utah. It probably sucks there. Yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> I mean, it's a I don't have anything against Salt Lake City, but it... I don't know. doesn't seem like the best place for an NBA
1: player to live in. (laughs) No. Sure doesn't. Um, Yeah. All right. We have one last deal here. Uh Uh, Langston Galloway signed with the Detroit Pistons. Three for 21. Wow. Uh, (laughs) The Detroit Pistons are somehow hard-capped now. Uh, And... They're going to win, I'm going to say, 31 games next year. <laughs> That's It's incredible, because
2: even in the Eastern Conference, you're like, I still am not told, even though these teams are like, like the Bulls are going to drop out, but I think Charlotte's still better than the Pistons. Charlotte
1: is definitely better. Uh, the um, Hawks might drop out of the top eight. The Hawks are also definitely going to drop out. Except the, the Sixers Heat are going in. And the Sixers and the are Sixers probably are going, in. going in.
2: So I'm not sure the Pistons are a playoff team yet. And No. Langston no, Galloway. Uh, th- I have to say, this makes the boogie deal look better. I mean, not that, not that Galloway was anything but salary filler. But he got traded, him and Tyreek, and Buddy <laughs> for Cousins. I'm pretty sure Tyreek, and Tyreek is also going to be allowed to leave.
1: Yes, he is. <laughs> um, all right. So that's, oh, we forgot one big signing.
2: Oh, Galloway's going to steal Luke Kennard's minutes, though. He's not going to like that. <laughs> that
1: bald motherfucker. <laughs> um, we forgot one, speaking of Luke Kennard, we got, forgot one signing. Oh, yeah. It's the funniest signing of all. Oh, yeah and uh my favorite signing uh the New York Knickerbockers oh signed Ron Baker at like 1201 <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's amazing ron baker uh, did he go to wichita state i believe so i mean he's an author he's a, a he's a published author, author. uh he is he was a rookie last year. Is that right? Yes, he was a rookie yes. last year. But he is twenty-four years old now. Mm-hmm. So he was a he was an old, a fairly old rookie. Yes. Uh, but he was a he was a three-time first-team All Missouri Valley Conference <laughs> player. Uh, and then you know he was on the Shockers. He's a great. His biggest skill is free throw shooting, I believe. Um, <laughs> And actually, um is he uh oh I guess I guess the Warriors have him now. The the Westchester Knicks let his college teammate Clee Anthony Early go. Uh I believe mm-hmm. Clee Anthony is now a <laughs> Santa Cruz Warrior. I mean he's a free agent, but uh, I think that's
1: uh... correct, yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so he was he was a very good effective college player. But what is his yeah, so uh, the publishing house in El Dorado co- Kansas had him write a children's book called "You're Too Big to Dream Small and this is interesting. It's an illustrated book with rhyming text written primarily by Baker and based closely on his life. so it sounds like he had a ghostwriter for a children's book mm-hmm. that's also his autobiography uh, I mean, yeah no that sounds about right Dina you know who broke Dina you know who broke the news who Uh, It was Ron Baker on Twitter. Yeah, fuck yeah, I love
1: that. (laughs) At RonBaker31.
2: And the the best thing about the tweet is... uh, Oh, no, never mind, never mind, sorry. The screenshot of this uh, is is like a really intense... uh, (laughs) It's just a really intense sports Twitter account that the screenshot has an
1: 8% battery life on it, so that feels appropriate for a Ron Baker midnight <laughs> signing. Um, so, there was one other thing we have on our rundown to talk about, but I don't particularly want to talk about it. Okay. Uh, but we will. So, Hassan Whiteside, Rudy Gobert, and Isaiah Thomas are in an emoji fight on Twitter over Gordon Hayward, uh, and I feel like that that sentence I just said will sound 1,000 years old two years from now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, it's just three players, people. Well, Rudy Gobert is probably going to be around for a while, but uh-huh. Isaiah Thomas, Hassan Whiteside, and Gordon Hayward, those all sound like names. That surprise you on a sporkle quiz that they made as many all-star teams as they did. And you're like, wow, Hassan Whiteside, he signed a... He was on the Knicks
2: for nine years. That's crazy. Um, Uh, I do think that both Thomas and Whiteside should be overwhelming
1: favorites to make the all-star team this year. Oh, 100%. (laughs) But I guess this does give us a chance to talk about Gordon Hayward for a second. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Which probably will immediately date this podcast by a day when when he wakes up tomorrow and he signs somewhere. But (laughs) if you were Gordon Hayward, Sean, yes, Starcraft loving, haircut having Gordon Hayward, where would you sign? Oh, uh, the Miami Heat. Like absolutely, yeah, me too.
2: Uh, I think you can. I think he can get the most money there because Florida doesn't have a state income tax, and he can sounds about right. I believe on paper. Okay, so a he only wants a three-year contract anyway. So Utah being able to offer him five years is kind of irrelevant. And if it's if it's less than that, the average annual value is barely different. I mean, he makes more money. In uh, Mm -hmm. Miami. And I just just don't know why... It seems weird that he would want to play for his college coach. Like, okay, if Gordon Hayward leaves the Utah Jazz for the Boston Celtics so he can play for his college basketball coach, that's one of the whitest moments in basketball history. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like... (laughs) Like, he's a grown-up. I don't think you make right. decisions like that where you're like... It feels like it feels like if, you know, like Mike Trout became a free agent and he wanted to sign uh, with, like, his Little League coach.
1: Well, yeah, and this... also, hasn't, at this point, hasn't Quinn Snyder coached him longer than Brad Stevens ever did? Yes,
2: Brad Stevens was his coach for three years. <laughs> And they did well. I'm sure he was happy that Brad Stevens recruited him, but that happened Uh 10 years ago. (laughs) I just wouldn't. I mean, maybe maybe Brad Stevens is just awesome to play for. The Celtics seem happy, and uh, they will support him a lot because he is Caucasian. But, like, (laughs) Miami has, like, a great coach, and he'd be, like, the dude there. Yeah. But in Boston it's like I don't know. I just wouldn't be that excited to play there. I mean, I kind of Know me either. Obviously,
1: we don't like the Celtics. So We have an we have a, an extremely anti-Boston. Yeah. So that's thing t- going on. And on it's podcast. it's it's
2: definitely not fair. So to any of our listeners, particularly Dub, we know it's not fair. But at the same time, um
1: Miami I mean, seems I also, way better. <laughs> I just... I really, really would cherish seeing Danny Ainge flame out this summer. I mean, it'd be so great, because they're going to end I up I would with, just really love it.
2: Because it's now gotten to the point where Celtics fans are talking excitedly about how they're... Like, the consolation prize is now Carmelo Anthony. Like, they went yeah. from... They went from... <laughs> Paul George, Jimmy Paul Butler, George and Blake Griffin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Gordon <laughs> Hayward, and then it's going to be like, no, 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 no. Melo going to be really motivated. You yeah. Oh him.
1: man, Melo. He'll Jason Tatum how to play.
2: Yeah. Um, and so I believe Miami at this point can basically like they can give him three years and ninety three point six million, which is definitely more than he would get in Utah. They can give him a fourth-year option, and I believe he can still sign a pretty big deal uh, because he'll have 10 years of service in 2020 Mm -hmm. when his contract's out. It's also hilarious that Pat Riley and Danny Ainge hate each other so much that, like, uh, Danny Ainge was willing to basically cut his own legs off the LeBron back-to-Cleveland super team was mm-hmm. only possible because Danny Ainge uh took Tyler Zeller mm-hmm. off <laughs> Cleveland's hands. So just directly screwing Pat Riley over any self interest, basically. Yeah. Like he could have kept the you know <laughs> the team that knocked him out of the playoffs just two three years later. Anyway, I think he should just go to Miami. Yeah,
1: I also Let's I'm I'm all for Miami. I do though have a theory about why Danny Ainge hates Pat Riley so much. Oh yeah, why is that? Oh, it's because I heard that Danny Ainge copyrighted the phrase three pick <gasps> and it's about getting the number three pick three oh, years in a row.
2: Oh <laughs> that's that's pretty great. Yeah. This would be some sick t shirts. So yeah. He's gotta be he's gotta be really
1: unhappy about it. That D'Angelo Oh man. Um all right. I think we're done. This is another emergency podcast Look. from the Roundball Rockers. So we'll be recording one probably nine or ten
2: hours from now as well when the <laughs> landscape of the NBA turns over again.
1: And maybe we'll be able to wake Dave from slumber for that one. Um <laughs> Uh, Sean, is there anything you'd like to plug?
2: Uh, Just come to the business every Monday at Little Joy in Echo Park, and uh, I'll be
1: writing about the big three on Yard Barker for the foreseeable future. Oh, hell yeah. I am very into that. Uh, As always, I have nothing to plug, but you can always follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz, where... I tweeted uh, do you do people really enjoy listening to classical rock while they work out hashtag bore me a river <laughs> which look normally I don't talk about my tweets as Frankie Muniz uh, but what is classical rock
2: <laughs> is he like talking about a fifth of Beethoven <laughs>
1: I
0: don't know. All he's, right. He's anyway. Got a, he's, oh,
2: you, you should listen to Astralasso when you work out. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Anyway, trust the process. Trust the process, everybody. Shut it down. Let's go. <laughs> Let's home. get out it's of here, fam. Hi. <laughs> I'm gone. Bye. Bye.
2: <laughs> it's a nail biter here in India.
1: No OT tonight.
0: game
2: with the smooth
0: finish real smooth when you got flow you know new gatorade flow all the flavor with a new smooth finish hold up